I get this question on a near daily basis. How can I get over my breakup as quickly as possible? And I get why you might want that because breakups suck and they're painful. They hurt. They're uncomfortable. They're challenging. Uh, They make you look at yourself and the relationship and what your part might have been. And so I get why you would want to move through that as quickly as possible. And I don't think that getting over it is the goal. I think allowing it to move through you is the goal. I think that it can be actually quite uh, deleterious to your healing process to not give the breakup the room that it deserves in your life. So I'm going to share some strategies that paradoxically might actually help you heal from your breakup faster than if you didn't give it the space that it requires. It's kind of weird, but by diving deep into the breakup, you can actually exit the painful stage of a relationship ending sooner than if you try to avoid it in the first place. I was thinking of like a, an analogy earlier, you know, uh, as breakup being sort of like a piece of dog shit that you see on the sidewalk. You don't want to walk through that, right? You, you're, (laughs) I'm not actually sure if this thing works, but your, your instinct is to, to go around it right? To avoid it, to step over it. But a breakup doesn't work that way. It's going to be hard and stinky and you're not going to want to go through it, but you have to, you know, the, the only way is through. Try to forget the dog shit thing for a second. So I'm going to share with you some strategies Um, from someone who has experience with both breaking up and being the breaker. Breaky. Both. Breaker, breaky. Different relationships. And this is what has worked for me. This is what has worked for me. Step one. Stop obsessing over or about getting over your breakup quickly. Stop obsessing about the timeline or how long it's taking you. And certainly stop comparing your healing process and the time that it takes you for you to heal to other people and especially your ex. In fact, I don't even know why you should be aware of how quickly your ex is healing. I mean, I know it's hard sometimes like you hear about them dating somebody else like three months down the road. But for the most part, Your healing process is your healing process. The time that it takes for you to heal is individual to you. And it might be taking longer because for a variety of different reasons. You really saw this one going the distance. You were particularly attached for a variety of different reasons. The relationship wasn't that healthy. And my therapist and I were talking about this. Unhealthy relationships actually take longer to heal from because there's a lot of open loops. There's a lot of like, what ifs? There's a lot of, why did they do this? Why did they say this? And that can kind of keep you in this weird purgatory place. Um, And healthy relationships where a lot of the, the issues and the conflicts are kind of dealt with as they 
come up uh, tend to, to, you can heal faster from them. So just don't obsess over the timeline or how long it's taking. It's going to take the time that it takes. And there are some things that you can do to kind of speed it up a little bit, which we're going to talk about. But your timeline is your timeline. Um, no contact. It helps. It really, really helps. That means uh, no talking, no texting, no phone calls, no swinging by their house, uh, unfollowing them on social media, muting your friends in mutual, uh, your mutual friends for a while so that you don't see them pop up on your social media. This does a bunch of different things. Um, it forces you to reach out to other people, to rebuild your kind of social network, right? Your safety net of people that are love you and are there for you. Because if if your ex is no longer available as a person to reach out to, you're going to have to reach out to somebody else, right? And so we want that. We want you to be reaching out to other people. Uh, secondly, it's not really out of sight, out of mind, but you don't need more reminders that they exist, right? You already have enough reminders that they exist because your memory is going to do all that work for you. Just driving by your favorite restaurant might trigger all sorts of memories. So you don't need to see them on social media. You don't need to hear from them. You don't need to wish them a happy birthday. You know, if you love them, they know that you're thinking about them on their birthday. Okay? If you have kids, this obviously doesn't work. You can't go no contact. I mean, depends what your uh, custody situation is. But for the most part, you're going to have to have some form of contact, in which case, as low contact as possible to continue to take care of the kids, right? So that might look like having to set a boundary with your ex saying, hey, I'm not available to talk about anything about my personal life. uh, And I would prefer that we keep our conversations about the kids over text or email. That's just an example, right? So no contact or low contact if you have kids. Okay, next strategy. You need to feel the pain, the sadness, the disappointment. You need to grieve the end of the relationship. You can't bypass this step. And I'm not saying stay here for a year. Stay here for a couple weeks, couple months, but you have to feel this stuff, right? And that's going to look like sitting with maybe a sense of failure, sitting with intense disappointment that your life isn't going to pan out the way you thought it would with this person. It might mean sitting with regret about things you did or said, or just being really sad about the way you were treated. And it's hard to sit with this pain, right? That's why we distract. Netflix, ice cream, whatever. We act out and that's fine, right? You reach for a source of comfort when it becomes too uncomfortable. And I'm not saying be a open, raw wound and just sit in your pain, but you're going to have to sit with it and feel the uncomfortable emotions of a breakup. That might look like also... Um, listening to really sad songs 
to kind of like get that moving. You know, sometimes you can be kind of shut down or uh, just not have access to that part of you. And so you can kind of like jumpstart that. And uh, I would do that with songs, not alcohol. It can be tempting to reach for alcohol because um, it's, you know, like the most commonly acceptable drug that most of society uses. It's also a depressant. And so it's going to add to your sadness and your depression. And I would much rather you use sad songs than alcohol to kind of like get into that space. So this is the part where you have to feel through and not get over. Right. If you adequately grieve the relationship ending, um, that doesn't have to be months and months and months. Right. It can be a, a couple intense weeks of just being with your sadness. And over time, it will get better. It'll get less sad until sometime down the road, you'll go, huh, like uh, I wasn't sad today. And that's huge. It's huge, huge, huge win. So feel all that stuff. Don't avoid the feelings. Now, someone said on on uh, one of the comments today on this on the post that I made about how to get over your your ex, what if I'm still grieving 4 years later? In which case I would suggest <laughs> working with a therapist. Which I suggest all the time anyways, regardless of whether you're in a breakup or not. I mean, I've been in therapy now for at least 4 years with the same therapist that I love. And that helps a lot. Having someone else's professional perspective helps a lot. So if you feel stuck, if you feel like saying, dude, Sean, I am feeling this thing intensely and it's been a year, you might want to talk to somebody else, right? You, you might want to seek professional third-party mental health um, support to help you through this. Okay, another one that I might have, uh, could have said earlier on, because I feel like this is like one of the first things that you really need to do uh, during a breakup is accept that the relationship is over. This is paramount. Without this, you can't do anything else. Accept that the relationship is over that they're not coming back, that there is no reconciliation. It's just over. That's hard to do, especially if they said that they would love you forever. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody says that. When the relationship is going great and you're in the honeymoon phase, that is the last relationship you will ever have to be because you have finally found your soulmate. So don't get mad at somebody for having said that they're going to love you forever and then breaking up with you. We all say that stuff. But you need to accept that this relationship, as you know it, is over. Even if there's talk of reconciliation at some point during the breakup, talk about getting back together, you still need to accept that that relationship is over and that you may never, ever see this person again. If you can do that, you are setting yourself up for success for the next relationship, regardless of who it's with. It might be with your ex, and it might not be. But not accepting that the relationship is truly over, 
and hoping for a future reconciliation can keep you in a standby mode for years. And I don't want that for you. I want you to grieve this relationship like you will never see them again. You will never make love to them again. It is over. That's called ripping the Band-Aid off. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it's sad. This is possibly the most sad thing uh, you have experienced in a while. I'm not going to say it's the saddest thing because I think uh, losing loved ones probably sadder. I don't know. I don't have a lot of experience with death in my family. You got to accept that it's over. This is the this is the bitter pill, right? This is a tough pill to swallow. This is a big honking horse pill. And the sooner you accept it, the sooner you can move on from this stuff. Because when you're not accepting that it's that it's over, you're like denying reality. You're in like some weird twilight zone. And there are stages of grief. You know, there's like denial, right? This is basically not accepting that it's over. Bartering, negotiating, right? Negotiating with yourself or with the other person or with God. If you do this, this, and this, you know, um, you promise to do this and they'll come back. There's acceptance. Um, there's grieving, right? Just being really fucking sad. Uh, there's something else. I forget. There, these are these are some of the stages of grief that you kind of move through, and at the end, there's acceptance, right? Just like you, you just come to terms with the fact that it's over. So that's really important. Um, take excellent care of yourself, right? This just means doing what you need to do to take care of yourself. That means not beating yourself up over what you could have done differently. That means not beating yourself up over the ice cream that you're eating. Because let's be honest, a pint of Ben and Jerry's does feel good, right? You watch uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall or some other rom-com with a pint, Ben and Jerry's, maybe non-dairy if you're lactose intolerant. You know, that's like a nice night. You don't need to beat yourself up over the fact that you ate, you know, whatever, 700 calories worth of ice cream. You're already hurting, right? So taking excellent care of yourself means being like really, really, really excruciatingly kind to yourself about the fact that you're going through something that's really, really difficult. It's already going to be harder for you to sleep. It's already going to be harder for you to work, to get back to your friends. You don't need you beating yourself up about the fact that you haven't you're, you're not over it yet. You're not doing this well. Just cut yourself some slack here. Treat yourself. Treat yourself the way you would treat a new lover, you know? Um, yeah, if you can get some exercise, you know it's going to feel good. If you can clean your house, you know that's going to feel good. If you can... You know, let some light in <laughs> to your bedroom. You know that's going to feel good. If you can, go for some walks outside. You know that's going to feel good. You know, all the things you, you know are going to feel good, like try to do some of them. 
Another thing that I that that I have found helpful is to you know be grateful for the time that you had with them. Hopefully, this was a good relationship, right? If if it was a bad relationship, and uh, you're heartbroken uh, over a toxic, unhealthy relationship, um, well, you definitely want to talk to a therapist about that. And also, I just want to say that you know most relationships are not all bad, right? Or else we wouldn't be in them. Uh, so at most relationships at least have some good aspects to them. So try to be grateful and to appreciate the the good parts, the good time that you spent together, right? The cuddling, the sex, the companionship, the watching movies or playing Yahtzee or horseback riding, whatever you two did together. Just the fact that you broke up doesn't negate all the good stuff that you had, right? So some amount of gratitude towards them and to what you built together is important. It's important to recognize the good parts of the relationship, right? They're not total villains. Even though sometimes at the end of relationships, people really, they just really fuck it up. You know, they really blow it up. There's there's something particular about breakups where people just turn the lasers on each other, right? The, the person you thought you'd spend the rest of your life with is now the your worst enemy somehow, <laughs> I never really understood that, but uh, that's, I guess, a different conversation for a different time. You know, just honor the love and honor what you built. I think it's really important to do that. Really, really important. And, you know, call all the friends that you just kind of drifted away from while you were deep in the love love a sphere with a with a person that happens right you get infatuated you go honeymoon you kind of forget all the other things because this is so much better and it is for a bit and then um you know i think it's really important to maintain the friendships that we have the relationships that we have so that if there's a breakup which let's be honest for the most part you know, there's a breakup until there is no breakup, basically. Uh, those other relationships are important, right? Your friends, your family, your your community, your hobbies, right? The people that you, you do activities with, all that stuff is really important, and it it helps. It helps. So that's it. That's it. Only eighteen, nineteen minutes of tips on how to quickly get over your ex. I'm sure I forgot a whole bunch, but that's just what came to mind. Um, you know, it's hard. Breakups are hard, for sure. I would suggest that you share that pain with people that you feel safe sharing that pain with and let other people know how you're feeling. And it does get better. It really does get better. It might not be as quickly as you want it to be, but, you know, it does. So that's it. Also, if you love this episode and you know somebody who's going through it right now, it'd be really awesome if you shared it with them. My name is Sean Galanos, and uh, this is The Love Drive. Have a beautiful week.